the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. Al, this is our last show of the year. If you can believe it, we've made it through another year. 2021 is in the books after today. So uh, I guess right now is the time to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes, yes. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays to everybody that's listening. Absolutely. To my best co-host andy i hope you have a good christmas you you as well my cat just fell off a ledge behind me there so there's that going on in my life <laughs> but uh uh <laughs> yeah I, I hope that you have a, a great holiday i mean i'm uh, we'll we'll talk to each other in the next coming days but we won't do it on the podcast so uh yeah. for, for you for another great year of uh, the champions cast and for all of our listeners uh, and the people that chat with us and hang with us in discord and twitter and, and instagram and all sorts of different places actually uh thank you for another fantastic year and i just want to plug really quickly now too that um, our spotify audience isn't the majority of where our, our downloads come from but but if you are listening to the show and you do listen on spotify or maybe even if you don't but you just want to help us out uh, spotify now has the ability to go and rank podcasts or rate podcasts actually uh so if you want to throw us a sweet uh rating i don't even know if it's a five star if it's just like a thumbs up or something like that but uh that'd be really cool if you took a couple seconds out of your day and uh threw us some love over on spotify yeah that would be awesome there you go did you do you listen to podcasts on spotify um i think the first question there is do i listen to podcasts and the answer yeah, yeah, is fair enough. yes but only ours and lulu and judy's you know i i never ever ever listen to podcasts where i'm on because i i hate the way that i sound you know what i mean i mean i used to be like that but ever since i got into um streaming and the marathon and podcasting like i'm okay with it i like the way i sound okay like, I, I just kind of, it's one of those things that you, it just grows on you, I guess. You just hear yourself across so many different things, and you're like, you know what? This isn't that bad. Not as bad as, you know, I used to think. Well, we're none of us are sounding as uh, melodic as our pal JC, the host of the uh, of the Gossip Stones podcast, as as well with, uh, with Lulu, who does a plethora of work for the Champions cast behind the scenes. Um, you know what? While we're talking about podcasts, actually, Allison... I'm going to plug some podcasts, and then we'll segue that into some movie talk, and then we will get to the best Zelda ever <laughs> 2021 list. But I think, and you've heard me plug it before, you've heard the you've heard the ads, and uh, some guy in our Discord is even just like, God, I'm sick of that stupid catchphrase. And I was like, what catchphrase? And then he said it for me, so I didn't even have to say it. You know the one I'm talking about, video game <laughs> movies and stories that shape them. We are on a heater over on virtual theater allison speaking of podcasts that you should listen to we are like we we are gearing up we have episodes that just came out that were about uh the matrix and we combined both the matrix sequels into one episode so there's two matrix episodes and they are so wicked because the sequels are so wicked and the matrix just in general is so wicked and we recorded like a two and a half hour banger on Star Wars Episode Three the other day, and like, it was it was some pretty deep thematic talk. So when that episode drops, and it should drop uh, probably a couple days after this episode does, I please go check that out. It's so it was kind of a Christmas tradition of ours to uh, to record episodes on the prequels in Star Wars because we felt that those movies, Gooey and I, felt that those movies kind of got uh, 
the short end of the stick a little bit when they came out. And uh, for a long time, people kind of didn't like them. And I think that they didn't like them because they knew that they were supposed to not dislike them. But man, we rewatched episode three. And dude, that movie is... My, my goodness, that is uh, probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies, if it's not my favorite. Um, just a... It was an awesome movie. It was an awesome show. That's on virtual theater. Plus, you can get all the Matrix shows as well. Plus, our uh, original and continuing look at uh, all the different you know video game movies. We just did Bloodborne. We got The Witcher Season 2 coming up. So, tons and tons and tons of good stuff over there. We are on a hot streak, if I do say so myself. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. And, dude, I am so jazzed. I got my tickets. I'm taking my family to see... The Matrix Resurrections, this Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Oh my god, I can't believe it's almost here. This is so, so exciting, Allison, so exciting. <laughs> I mean, you sound just as excited like as I was to go see No Way Home. I'm, I personally haven't watched the Matrix series or anything like Not that, yet. and I know that you're going to make me for Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's right. But, um, but yeah, I know a lot of people are super into it just as much as a lot of people are super into, um, you know, Marvel. It's just a good season for movies right now. Like, there's a lot of good stuff out You there. know what? I was thinking that yesterday because uh, Sam and I came home a little bit later and we live kind of uh, a block away from us. There's like a complex, like your grocery stores and, and, and all that stuff, right? And like, there's a, a movie theater in there. This movie theater was like, it was like 1030. It was packed. And I was like, yeah. wow, this is this is like... It's like COVID doesn't even exist, which is ironic because it's kind of coming back uh, a little bit stronger than any of us would probably like right now. But yeah, I, I was going by the parking lot and I was like thinking about it and I was like, well, you know what? There's like there's Spider-Man out right now. There's uh, the Matrix coming out, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, but there's also like the Kingsman movie coming out. There's uh, uh, I was thinking of some other movies, but now, of course, I can't remember them off the top of my head. But like it seemed like December, actually, there it's a pretty strong month for for movies coming to theaters. Yeah, I, w I would think so. And I think it's, uh, you know, causing the resurgence of, like, third, uh, theaters, like the theatrical business, where you get to go and watch movies. And I, I can say, like, I haven't been this hyped to go see a movie, like, in theaters since Endgame. Like, I don't think I was even – I don't think I even cared that much when I went to see uh, – um, the Rise of Skywalker or anything like that or Sonic right before, you know, COVID really hit and shut down all the movie theaters. I think it was Endgame the last time I was this stoked. So I think it's kind of causing a lot of the season is causing a lot of people to be excited to go back. Um, I appreciate that movie theaters had haven't inflated at all <laughs> with all the crazy prices going up nowadays. But um, oh, I mean, for yourself, funny, but it's about the same. What? It went up for you? It was the exact Dude, same for me. It's still expensive, in, but that doesn't mean, in like, In Canada, it went up. okay, if you're going to a movie, if you're going on a date, there's two tickets and a thing of popcorn, you're spending, like, at least 50 bucks. Uh, I'm trying to, like, translate that into American Um, money, okay, 35 to 40 bucks? It's probably cheaper. It's probably, like, 35 I bucks. I mean, I've, I feel like... I feel like that's standard. Like, it is spendy. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like the prices for tickets haven't gone up or anything like that. Right. Is what I mean. Oh, okay. Well, they were too high to begin with. But, yes, I, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was just grateful for that. And um, I love the experience getting to sit back in those nice cozy chairs and 
having the Dolby speakers and stuff like that. It was good. It was it was a good fun time. I did that last night. So you know, I had a thought the other day, and maybe some of our younger listeners won't connect with this thought. But do you remember when theaters did not have assigned seating? It was it was yeah. anarchy. It was anarchy. You had to be at a movie I like mean- <laughs> like four hours before it opened and line and like wait in line or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are those yep, are dark I remember, days. Like midnight premieres. I miss mi- midnight premieres. Those were always super hype. And uh, back in my my youth, I was um, I had read the Twilight books, and they were okay. I thought they were okay at the time, but my dad thought I was a huge fan, so he got me midnight tickets to Aww. all the movies. And it was really cool because I got to like walk past everybody and go into like an early showing, and I was like, Haha, I got to see the movie before you guys did. The, <laughs> it was the awesome. first one. Um, all of all four of them, or five, all five oh, of them. I I went and saw the first Twilight movie with uh, mm-hmm. with with a girlfriend at the time who was just like, oh, we got to go see it, and I was just like, what the hell is this? But it did have a uh, supermassive black hole in it, so that that's at least a positive. That's true. Muse, that scene yeah, was pretty cool. In it. Speaking of Twilight and um, oh God, what's his name? What's the actor's name? Uh, Robert Pattinson. <sighs> Yeah, Robert Pattinson, I saw the trailer for the new Batman movie yesterday in theaters, and I know I was saying the other day that I'm not a huge DC fan, but that trailer got me like, you know, I kind of want to go see this Batman movie. That movie looks pretty awesome, I think, actually. Um, Yeah. It has a lot of potential, for sure. Kind of a different take on Batman, which, I mean, at this point, you need, because there's been, you know, how many Batman movies? Yeah, so many Batmans. I guess you could say the same thing about Spider-Man, though. We should just not talk about Zelda. Let's just keep talking about movies. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess we probably should uh, get over and, and talk about this list that uh, that just came out yesterday on ZeldaDungeon.net. Our annual feature, The Best Zelda Ever. This is by far, by a wide, wide, wide margin, the absolute biggest feature that we do every single year. This monster is like... 14,000 words. Might even be longer than that. It's a, it's a labor of love from many people. Oof. Yeah. So, um, as we like to do every year, uh, Allison and I are going to go over this list and we are going to give you our kind of opinions on where everything shook out and uh, some of the things that we agree with, some of the things that we disagree with, and uh, we'll, we'll take you for a journey. But I definitely encourage you guys to head over and to uh, to check this article out on ZeldaDungeon.net. Uh, it will be linked in the episode description. Uh, this It's a really cool feature because we have uh, probably about like 20, 20 editors on the team that, uh, that contribute their thoughts and experiences and insights towards the various different Zelda games. So uh, I think about each game has three editors writing for it, so... Some of those editors maybe really loved that game. Some of them were disappointed by it. Some of them were maybe in the middle. So you get kind of a wide variety of perspectives and uh, just different insight that I think is is really cool and kind of tells you, you know, exactly how these lists came to be and, and why they ended up the way that they did. So, um, yeah, it's a really great list. And I guess I'll go over, too, how this list is actually formulated, and then we'll start on it. So, essentially... We have all of our editors submit us a list of their favorite, or their, actually, I'm sorry, let me correct myself, their least favorite to favorite Zelda games. So your least favorite game will get one point, your 
second least favorite game will get two points, etc., etc., all the way up to the number one spot. Number one gets 22 points because there are 22 Zelda games or mainline Zelda games. Um, and that is assuming that the editors have played all the games. If they've only played 18 games, then their number one game gets 18 points. So kind of rewarding the editors for the more games that they have played. So when you get all of these lists and you make kind of one one master list and you end up with a, a master uh, ranking or point total, that is how this list is determined. So here we go. That's, let's get into Best Zelda Ever 2021. Yes. This is, what, our fifth year? Fifth year yeah. of Best Zelda Ever, which is fun because you always get to see how it changes with different opinions, different people coming in and out of the staff, and, yeah, I, I like doing this list every year. It's a lot of fun. Um, I do, too, although I will say that this year I wasn't disappointed, but there, there was a lot of uh, stagnance. Like, the top five was the yeah. same as last year, um, but there mm-hmm. were some, some moving parts in kind of the middle of the list, and it was kind of interesting to see where Age of Calamity landed because that just missed the cutoff for last year. So there is a lot of uh, interesting threads to get into here. So I guess let's start with uh, the 22 ranked game. And there's going to be a lot of of different bones of contention on this list, particularly since you only have like two of the 30 people that contributed to this list right here. But I will say that... Uh, Four Swords being at last place is, how do I, let me just segue this into the 21st place game as well. And you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yes, I do. So the 21st ranked <laughs> game, aka the second last ranked game, is The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. And the last ranked game is The Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Not Four Swords Adventures, Four Swords. Um, this is the most offensive thing on this entire list to me. That Triforce Heroes is not the last place game. Triforce Heroes, in my opinion, is like... So, let me let me use an analogy here, okay? So, you look at the quality of a game. Let's say Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. You look at a quality of, of game like... Uh, how about Zelda Wand of Gamelon, okay? The divide in quality from those two games... I feel like is the same divide in quality between Triforce Heroes and the next worst Zelda game. So like this this Triforce Heroes game should be the last place game by a wide margin, a mountainous margin, a margin that you could fit stadiums in, but it is not somehow <laughs> some way we have some people on this team that were just like actually you know what I like bad multiplayer that doesn't connect, and I like broken gameplay oh that you can't play solo, <laughs> and I like playing multiplayer where there is text flying all over the screen and hitting me in the face in different directions. I like dressing up as a ice climber or a superhero in my Zelda game, and so for some reason, this game did not finish in last place, but instead second last place. That is offensive to me. I think that this game, Triforce Heroes, gives The Legend of Zelda a bad name. This is the only game to disgrace this series by being bad. The rest of these games are at least pretty good. And then they go on to be great, and then masterpieces. But this game, Triforce Heroes, it's bad! It's a bad game, and it's not in last, which is a shame. Because Four Swords is not bad. It's not 
a fully fleshed out experience. Sure. It's kind of more of a demo of what's to come with Four Swords Adventures. But it's still pretty fun under the right circumstances. And uh, the only reason it didn't finish behind or ahead of Triforce Heroes is because it's impossible to play the game in 2021. So yeah, somehow, someway, Triforce Heroes is not in last place. That is my biggest gripe with this entire list. Allison, what do you think? I think you're so dramatic. <laughs> I I think it's because of, one, accessibility, and two, recent, like, Triforce, uh, Triforce Heroes is more recent, and more people have played it. Although I'm very surprised that not very many more people played it. Like, only 12 people had not ranked Four Swords, and then 9 people had not ranked Triforce Heroes. So, it's it's not by a huge margin that not a lot of people have played either of these games. But, I think just one sticks out more because it's more recent. It has a lot more going on. It has a fully fleshed story. Um, you can... It probably has a lot... Of, even though the accessibility to play it with friends is still kind of, like pretty choppy it still has more of that than four swords and so i i totally understand that triforce heroes is came out on top over four swords i personally have it over on top of or came out on top of four swords just because like i said i don't have easy access to play four swords with friends i can only do it at the marathon i also have played triforce heroes more recently and have had fun playing it with friends versus four swords so I think this makes total sense. <sighs> I understand that it's not a lot of people's favorite game, and that's why it's so low. I get that. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's totally egregious that it's not at the bottom. I I think that this game is a blight on the series. It not being in last place is a blight <laughs> on our list. I feel like uh, we, our credibility is gone by not having this game in last place, but there it is. It somehow, some way slithers up to the 21st spot for sword. you know what you know what is insane is that uh nintendo just doesn't make four swords anniversary edition like available right because i think if it yeah. was i mean then you'd have players that actually were able to play this game and play it like solo you wouldn't need all these other controllers or gimmicks or peripherals to play it um so yeah, I, I feel like that's just like so weird that they went and did the effort into making this game and then it, it was only available for like a month and then they're just like, actually, no, we don't want anybody to play this again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I do want to say this about Triforce Heroes. I think uh, there are some really good things about it. I want to give it its due. The puzzles, when you do get to play with uh, two other people and play with friends, are pretty clever. And, like, the sub-boss fights and the boss fights, save for may maybe a couple that are really extremely frustrating, are a lot of fun and clever. So, I, I don't know. I think Triforce Heroes, I, I think it deserves not to be in totally last place. <sighs> Well, let's agree to disagree. Let's move on to the 20th game, which I'm pretty sure that if it were up to you, this would be the last place game. Legend of Zelda Adventure of Link. And last year on our list, actually, uh, it did it did better. It was in the 18th spot out of 21 games. Oh, yeah. So it fallen down a few points this year, which is actually funny to me because I would think that... Not that there's, like... Uh, how do, how do I say this? So this game is available, and, like, it's... If you have a Nintendo Switch, you can play it, and it's not as grueling. You know what I mean? Like, 
I, I got my Zelda Game & Watch this year, and I was playing Adventure of Link on that, and I I was just like, I can never, ever, ever play this game the original way that it was made to be played again. And I, and mm-hmm. I think that that's like a very fair criticism, and if there were no Nintendo Switch version, this would be lower on my list than it is, but... There is a Nintendo Switch version, and, you know, granted, it's not the original way that the game was released, but, like, it's it's almost like a remake in the sense that, like, it adds in save states, it adds in a rewind feature, it makes the game much, 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 much more manageable and playable. Still probably not the best game in the series, um, but, yeah, I, I think that uh, at least, you know, it, it's a little bit more bearable <laughs> to play on, on the Switch. I don't know if you'd agree with that. I feel like you don't. I don't. And I've something I've been learning about uh, myself and other people this year is that I don't want to make anybody feel bad for really enjoying this game. Because for somebody out there, this is their favorite game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. Um, I personally just have no feelings towards it. I have no interest towards it. I think it's very frustrating. And... Um, I, I appreciate it for what I feel it is. I feel it was Nintendo taking Zelda in a direction, and then they saw the response, and they were like, nope, not continuing this way. Yeah. So I kind of feel like I appreciate it for that reason, and it's history in Zelda, and I know a lot of people really like it, and good for you. This I'm sure this game is like something really special to you, and I'm not going to make you feel bad for loving it, but... I just, I, it's voted bottom on my list every year. It's just not something I have any love or interest for, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, totally. To echo that sentiment, there is uh, only one game that you should feel bad for if it's your favorite Zelda game. And we all, <laughs> we, we know what that is. <laughs> Zelda's Adventure. <laughs> wow. No, Zelda's Adventure at least has some, like, some of the Star Wars prequel energy charm going on for it, you know? <laughs> to the writing. <laughs> yeah, that, that game oh, at God. least has a, a little bit of drip. The, this Triforce Heroes game is like the driest piece of crusty bread that you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. But there it is. Uh, Adventure of Link coming in at the 20th spot. This one, this next game coming in at 19 surprised me because it fell four whole spots that's actually the biggest drop of the list this year tied with another game wow but we got hyrule warriors uh the original hyrule warriors coming in at number 19 and so this is a game that i have tried and tried and tried to get into and i just can't and i'm gonna try it again this year because i've i have the the wii u version so i'm thinking that maybe if i pick up the switch version it'll be a little bit different since i can play it like in bed and i don't have to be you know in front of the tv just hooked everything up you know what i mean but mm-hmm. I just, I yeah, I just can't get into this game, which is funny because I was into Age of Calamity quite a lot. And uh, I, I don't know if, like, Age of Calamity makes this seem even more, like, I don't know. I don't want to say pointless, but I, I just feel like there's no purpose to Hyrule Warriors in a lot of sense. Which, frankly, I guess you could make that same critique of Age of Calamity knowing what we know. But uh, at least that game kind of has, like, a full story going on for it. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. My feelings of, of Hyrule Warriors weren't too, too strong. It was, uh, I ranked it the second worst game on my list, actually. Oh, dang. Jeez. Um, you know what's funny is I think Age of Calamity, I, actually, looking at my previous list, it's very obvious that Age of Calamity uh, 
dried up my passion for Hyrule Warriors because I used to rank it fifth on my list for two years in a row. It was number five. And I think we only incorporated it in 2018 and 19. And then, uh, oh, no, I had it fifth for 2022. And then this year, I have it ranked 14th. So <laughs> I feel like I participated in that drop of Hyrule Warriors. But, yeah, I think that... I, I really love Hyrule Warriors. I love how many characters they allow you to play as in that game. I think the story is fine. Um, it's a, it's pretty good in in uh, when you compare it to other Zelda stories. Um, you have, you know, the main three, and then you've got this kind of side thing going on with Sia. And I really enjoyed it. They added content to it. They added more characters. They added costumes. They added more maps. I really appreciated this game for what it was, but I think Age of Calamity came out and it gave us something a little bit more substantial. And like you were, you've been saying for the past two years now, or I guess year and a half, um, it has more purpose yeah. um, to the Zelda series than Hyrule Warriors did. So I think it definitely took my love for Hyrule Warriors and kind of pushed it down because now I have this other hack and slash game that... Uh, has more of a connection to the actual Zelda story overall, even though it wasn't as advertised. <laughs> um, but I still love Hyrule Warriors in a way, so I, I understand the drop in this game because of Age of Calamity. Yep, fair enough. Um, okay, let's go on to uh, to number 18 here, and I don't know that we're going to have a ton of uh, input here, stuff to say, because this is Spirit Tracks, and this game also falls from the 14th spot to the 18th spot. So just uh, oh, wow. tumbling down the tracks, as it were, from last year. <laughs> um, and this is the only Zelda game that you have not played. But by God, we, we will play now. it at some point in 2022, I promise. Mm-hmm. It's the only one. That's another thing that's kind of fun to see about my personal list, is how much bigger they get every year. Just because, one, we're adding... Uh, games to count as mainline Zelda games, but two, because I'm playing them. So I got to rank uh, Oracle of Ages, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, and looking at how many people have not ranked this game is only four, and I'm one of those people. So it's kind of cool to know that a lot of people have played this game, and although it's not very highly ranked, at least liked it more than, you know, Triforce Heroes and Four Swords. Well, I mean... Come on, uh, how co- I, the DS games get a bad rap, so well, it's nice. They, to see. they do, and and to be frank, I, I feel like they deserve that bad rap. But I, I was going to ask you, why haven't you played this game? Because like you are a a pretty big fan of Phantom Hourglass, so like the the main issue that most people have with these games, which is the controls, I obviously wasn't a thing for you, or like a a big uh, contention point for you. Was it just like you just haven't got around to it, kind of thing, or? Yeah, kind of, I haven't got around to it. Um, I mostly started really appreciating Phantom Hourglass for what it was because I was playing it for the marathon. Right. I hadn't played it in like 10 years up until that point, and then I never had an interest in Spirit Tracks either. So it's definitely been in my radar to play, and then I started doing the podcast with you, and I was like, we, we both knew that this was going to be an episode someday. So I think I'm just holding off until we can talk about it in full. Well, let's talk about the next game in full that is four swords adventures dropping one spot this year to land at the 17th position i have four swords adventures ranked as my seventh favorite zelda game so i have it above games such as a link between worlds uh a link to the past twilight princess the wind waker i really 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 like 
Four Swords Adventures. And I, I can understand why people don't, because, like... Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's a pain in the ass to play. Like, it's not available anywhere. And that's a big theme on this list and why some games finish, you know, worse than other games is just because it's hard to play them. So people haven't played them. But this game is hard to play. It's hard to experience the way that it was intended to with multiplayer and needing all the, the Game Boy advances and the cables and stuff like that. Um, and you know, I, I think these lists just tell us that, you know, for some people, for a lot of people, a lot of editors in our team... Um, multiplayer Zeldas, spin-off Zeldas, those are just never going to be some people's thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think yeah. that this one is like the best of the spin-offs. I, I really do. It's very fun. It's very charming. Every, you know, there's there's not an, a traditional overworld, but like every level is like kind of like a little dungeon in a sense. And like they're bite-sized. So if you're playing by yourself, you can play a level and it's maybe like 30 minutes or so. And, and then you can put it away if you want. Um, if you do have friends, it's a blast. You know, you can you can mess with other people or or whatever. But uh, even in single player, which which I played a couple years ago, I was just like, it really kind of uh, re-sparked my appreciation for these games because I was like, these are like very clever puzzles that you know they're 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 Zelda puzzles and like this game that that people kind of dismiss as not being a a core Zelda game because it's, it's got the multiplayer gimmick. So I really like this game. Um, somebody actually ranked it third. I want to say it was Alexis ranked it third. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing to me to see it so, so far down the list, but you know, I, that's okay. It's, it's obviously not going to be for everybody. It really isn't. And again, accessibility and recent being able to see it more recently, um, I feel like a lot of people who have gone to the marathon to play it probably have it ranked a little bit higher on anybody else's lists, um, or in your case because you got to play it. Um, uh, I got to do both yourself. Yeah, yeah, you got to do both, but you also got you got to do something that not a lot of people do is play it yourself. So, I um, this is a strictly middle of the pack game for me. It's always kind of in the middle with all my rankings. So. I it's just something that is an experience for me I do enjoy the puzzles and the aspect of the game the music the characters the sprites and all that kind of stuff but it's really just an experience thing where I get to go to the marathon and play it with my friends so therefore it's really fun and I enjoy it a lot more than I think if I were playing it myself so it's always been a middle of the pack kind of thing for me and it is a little sad to see it come out of 16th place because I feel like 16 is a very fitting number for Four Swords Adventures. Woo! Um, yeah. Woo! Totally. <laughs> but, you know, it's I get it. I get why it's so low. Well, uh, rocketing up the rankings this year going into 16th spot is Cadence of Hyrule, which was 19 last year. So a pretty big jump for Cadence of Hyrule. And actually, I'm going to basically just echo everything that I just said about uh, Four of Swords Adventures and apply it to Cadence of Hyrule, except with without being a multiplayer Zelda, where rather this is a a, a rhythm Zelda. Um, so I I like this game; it's very fun. I had it ranked number nine. Again, I can I can you know totally see why people don't like it. I think by the nature that it's not like a traditional Zelda game; it's never gonna you know it's it's never gonna climb and and contend for like a top 10 spot but i think that this game is really really fun for what it is there's a lot of content and obviously uh fantastic music yeah i think the the music is the best part and being able to move with the beat is like the best it's the driving force for this game obviously and i love that 
Um, I got, I played it actually for the first time after we did the Symphony of the Mask episode um, because I had kind of tested the waters with it, but I never actually played it in full um, up until that point. Like, I don't like I wouldn't say not in full, just complete. I should say, because I had played a good amount of hours. I don't know. It, it was just something that was hard for me to completely finish. And it's, like you said, it's kind of just because it's a spin-off type of deal. It's not your standard uh, Zelda formula. So uh, a lot of people don't want to give it a chance or just don't finish it, in my case. So it's still, like, a good... I, I think it's a good spin-off, at least. Like, it's a good idea, and it's fun, and it's different. But I get... Again, why I don't think it deserves 16th place, dang it. But <laughs> um, I get why it's not very high on the overall Zelda list. I, I feel like 16th is fine. I mean, I, I'm not going to complain about that. You know, it, it kind of makes it like a little bit nicer it, it, when you're just kind of like, you know what? Not a people like this game, but I do. And uh, it makes it a little bit more special in that way. Number 15. Yeah. I don't know how it got to 15. Shot up from 17. <laughs> Is Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. Allison, if you could... So we know what my bottom-ranked game is. We know what my second bottom-ranked game is. Oh my god. Could you take a gander at what my third bottom-ranked game is? Phantom Hourglass. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, like, I'm, I'm just not a fan of this game at all. And a lot of it is due to the touch, you know, the stylus controls, which... Yeah. It isn't necessarily Phantom Hourglass's fault... I, like it kind of is, but not you know not necessarily. Um, but even even then in this game, there's just something about like the visuals are just so awful to me. The Temple of the Ocean King is pretty bad. Uh, I don't I don't particularly love the story. It does have some cool dungeons though. Um, certainly, you know, like I said, it's certainly not a awful game, but it's it's definitely not my favorite Zelda game. So this was pretty. Pretty low for me, but uh, pretty high for you. Yeah, it's always around 6th or 7th place for me. And I'm not, like, going to be a huge Phantom Hourglass defender or anything like that. We were talking about this in the uh, in the break room the other day, the ZD break room, where uh, somebody was apologizing for being negative about Phantom Hourglass. And we were trying to say it's okay because it's not, like, it is, it's a nice game for a lot of people like me. But it really isn't the best of anything. Like, it it doesn't have the best story. It doesn't have the best villain. It doesn't have the best mechanics by any means. I just personally think it has some charm. I like some of the characters. I think Linebeck is a lot of fun. And he, his moral compass is not the greatest. But he still kind of has a heart of gold at the end, you know. So I, I feel like it... It isn't the worst Zelda game, but I know it's not the best. So I'm not going to be like, oh my god, it's the greatest Zelda game to ever come out on the DS. Ever, You know, I'm not going to do that. But I, th I think it deserves a little bit of love. I can hear Mossy somewhere screaming into the void like, this is the best boomerang in the series. I mean, it does, but <laughs> there are some things. Like, the bomb chews are really cool in this game. I think that's, like, the best mechanic for bomb chews ever. So while it has good ideas... It just wasn't the best ex executed in the Zelda series. All right, number 14, the original Legend of Zelda. I've played um, actually more original Legend of Zelda this year than I probably had in a while. I played it again when I got my my Zelda Game & Watch. Um, I played it on the Switch a little bit. 
So actually, you know how I was saying earlier about Adventure of Link and how like that game is basically unplayable unless you're playing it on the Switch. I actually don't think that that's true of the original Zelda at all. It's still it was still uh-huh. incredibly fun to play on um, you know on on the handheld that didn't have like save states or the rewind feature or anything like that. The only thing about this game is like if you're not like intimately familiar with it, like you you absolutely have to play with a walkthrough or else like you'll never you're never going to finish it, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so th- I think that this game has that going against it a little bit because it's not very welcoming for new players. I think that, like, most players uh, or most editors on our list had at least played a little bit of it. Only two people hadn't, um, which is good because it is widely available. But, you know, I just, I think that it's, because it's not very welcoming for new players, it's never going to, you know, it's never going to scale to the to the top of the list. Which is which is maybe okay because I mean obviously the other games built upon it and improved upon it and whatever but uh, mm-hmm. yeah I, I I don't know I I think that fourteen was right about where I had it on my list actually so I guess that that is uh, I guess that that's fair so yeah I'm okay with that what about you Yeah I I have it ranked really low on my list but not because I hate it or anything it's just that I don't have much interest in it when there are other more amazing games that have built off of it, as you said, that I enjoy more. Like, I, um, I'm i pretty sure I said this last year and the year before, I appreciate it for what it was. It started the series that I love so much, and it's the building blocks in which we have built, you know, to the point of Breath of the Wild, being able to explore an open world, which was the, the basic gist of this game when it first came out. So I, I really appreciate this game for what it is, what it's done, but it's not something I really enjoy playing, um, and that's just me. I know that it has great mechanics, and it was a good step for the video game world as a whole. But like, I just—I'm sorry, I just don't like playing it that much, and that's okay. Yep, that's okay. It makes for a good clock. Makes for a good clock. It does. In, in the <laughs> Zelda Game and Watch, you can go to clock mode, and like Link will just kind of yeah. move by himself and fight Octoroks and stuff, and you're just like, Cute. oh, sweet, it's eleven forty-three, awesome. Um, it makes the little Triforce dingle when the hour switches. Oh, okay. Love so there it. There you go. Uh, okay, number thirteen, uh, falling two spots actually from last year Aww. is Oracle of Seasons, and. Uh, this was the first year, actually, that I had Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages ranked right next to each other. Usually I don't. Usually I have Seasons a little bit ahead of Ages. Um, and I still had Seasons ahead of Ages this year. But replaying Ages kind of made me appreciate it a little bit more. Although I, I do think that I still like the the kind of more mix or, or blend, I guess, if you will, of puzzles and combat in oracle of seasons a little bit better than oracle of ages which is like very 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 puzzle heavy um and i like the gimmick a little bit better of switching through the seasons um as well rather than traveling back and forth through time the thing that always sticks out to me about these these oracle games both of them is like why why does nobody play them nine people hadn't played seasons on our list out of 30 uh, and eight people hadn't played ages on our list out of 30 and it's like, why? These games are available on the 3DS. I feel like everybody has a 3DS. They're available on the eShop. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like four bucks. I, I like, let's go. Let's play some. Let's play some Oracle games. I, I don't understand. Because I think that if more people had played them, they, they had a real shot of kind of cracking the top ten. 
Yeah, I mean, I was one of those people last year, um, for Oracle of Ages at least. Like, I played Oracle of Seasons because it's a game I had as a child, and, like, when you're a kid and that's the only game you have, that's what you're going to play. So I I, I get it. Like, it, it's not something that's, like, that's like ooh, Ocarina of Time. I, want, I really want to play that. It doesn't look like that, so you don't know how good it is until you actually play it. So, um... I personally like Seasons more than Ages um, after playing them this year, and it was actually super fun to see how I used to have Oracle of Seasons at my number three worst-ranked Zelda game, and now it is um, it is number 13. So I think that's really cool that, I, that it's bumped up a lot because I played it more recently. I actually seen how interesting the story is, how interesting the dungeons are, and some of the mechanics in the game. So I I really liked seasons. Um, again, I I like it just a little bit more than ages, only because I like the season um, aspect more than the time aspect. Yeah, me too. Um, just because you can kind of see you you see time in other Zelda games. So the seasons was fun. Um, I liked using it to unlock puzzles and stuff. And yeah, I just think if people gave it a chance, they would realize how good these games actually are. It's just hard to want to take a chance on it when you're like looking at it and breath of the wild you're like i'd rather play breath of the wild you know what i mean yeah yeah totally i do but like at the same time after you've played like 300 hours of breath of the wild and you're just like (laughs) maybe i could use a new game to play these games are like like i said they're four bucks they're on the the nintendo Mm -hmm. 3ds eShop. they're widely available so you know if you haven't played oracle of seasons or oracle of ages no excuse get get on there get make it happen (laughs) Um, speaking of, let's let's just talk about Oracle of Ages. It's actually number 11. We'll skip over number 12, and then we'll come right back to number 12. But Oracle of Ages is number 11. It moves up one one spot from last year. And it's actually finished behind Seasons for the last couple years in our list. So I was kind of... I was uh, a little bit happy to see it move up uh, a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the one thing that I will add to my commentary on Oracle of Seasons for Oracle of Ages is that there seems to be people in our staff um, that really, really love Oracle of Ages. It's funny because like there's usually most people will have Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages ranked like right beside each other. Um, But there's like a handful of people that have Oracle of Ages ranked like super high and Oracle of Seasons kind of towards the middle or maybe at the bottom, which I always think is funny because like you can – for me, Oracle of Ages is just, it's a little bit too puzzle heavy. Um, like, I, it does, it kind of skews the balance of, of what is an amazing Zelda game to me. And don't get me wrong, I still really, really like Oracle of Ages. But it's a little bit puzzle heavy, but obviously that resonates a lot with different people. So, yeah. funny, funny how that works. I did think that was interesting too, because I was like more, I, I felt... I feel like whenever we talk about these games in the staff chats, it's always ages that comes out on top over seasons. And, I mean, I I personally don't feel that way, so I don't, kind of, I don't really see why. But I get – I'm glad to see that so many people rank it so highly. And, like I said, if you're giving it a chance, you're going to see how great these games actually are. Because the puzzles, the dungeons – yeah, they're 2D and they kind of look the same, but like they're still clever. They still make you think, and you when you get through them, you feel like a freaking genius. And um, the going back in time 
phenomenon that you, you and I talked about earlier this year when we played through ages, where you go back in time and affect the bootstrap what paradox. you're going to be. Yeah, yeah, what you're doing in the future is so fun. And, you know, the sprite work is actually really, really good in these games. I love how the Zoras look. Um, I love how, uh, like, charming the overall feel of these games are. And then um, the OG Link's Awakening was like this, too. And it's just, it's fun. And it's, don't play them back-to-back like we did, because that was awful. And it made it a slog of an experience. But they're still very fun Zelda games. And I, I agree. I think people, more people should give them a chance. And it'd be interesting to really see if everybody on the staff played them both of these games where they would rank in the end all right let's take a step back let's go to uh to number 12 debuting on our list this year hyrule warriors age of calamity and it's basically middle of the pack which mm-hmm. i feel like is kind of fair because i had it not that much different i had it ranked number 10 and i okay. which is probably a triumph because i like like we talked about i did not like hyrule warriors really at all but this game I did. I thought that the gameplay was a lot more fun. Um, it had purpose. I think that, you know, the the story certainly was a, uh, not a deal breaker, but I could see it being a deal breaker for some people because, they, you know, we were definitely promised one thing and given another. Um, so I think that that kind of works against this game a little bit as well as the fact that, like, it's not a traditional Zelda game and you're just going to have people that just... I mean, Rod Lloyd, this guy hates warrior-style gameplay, and that's okay. Like, if you hate that, there's no way you're going to like these games, no matter how Zelda they yeah. are, right? So, like, yeah, that's okay. Uh, I, I do think that there is a lot to like about this game, but I, I feel like middle of the pack maybe is appropriate because there, there was a moment, I think, in Chapter 5 of this game, or maybe in Chapter 4... Like, this this was kind of gearing up to maybe be, like, an all-time great Zelda game. And it took a different direction, and it it didn't really get there. And it kind of made a lot of people angry. And uh, I think Middle of the Pack is, is kind of this game's destiny in years to come. If not if yeah. not falling down further down the list in, in subsequent years. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Because, like, it wasn't, again, I'll say it wasn't as advertised. It wasn't as promised, like, that we thought it would be. We in, they gave us certain information and we interpreted it in the most obvious way, and it, and then it wasn't that. So I get it. I get. I, I I agree. I think it'll be a middle of the pack kind of game for the rest of its existence and um, the existence of this list. But I I mean I really do like a lot of the aspects of it. I appreciate getting to see um, Breath of the Wild art in this uh, like hack and slash kind of game. It made it fun. Um, I enjoyed seeing a bunch of different characters that I really liked and getting to know them just a little bit better, you know, not in the degree that I would like, but (laughs) just a little bit. And I thought the story, um, if you put it in its own bubble, as we talked about a lot this year as well, if you put it in its own bubble is great. Like, I think it's fun. I love Terrico. I love the idea of a different kind of calamity looking Ganon dude. Um, in the end, I kind of like... Uh, how Zelda awakens her power and the story with her dad even though I hate her dad I I get it I like the story there um so it as its own thing it's fine but if you compare it to the rest of the Zelda you know franchise 
and the story that we thought it was supposed to be, I, I think middle of the pack is very fitting. Imagine if they would just would have marketed this as like an alternate reality version of Breath of the Wild. Like, I wonder if if that would have helped it or if it would have hurt it in terms of like sales, in terms of reception, in terms of all of that. Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, it would have helped it in how we see it after playing it, but I don't know if it would have helped it in marketing. Right. Um, and I, you know, I it kind of sucks because I'm pretty sure I put my list together before the second wave DLC came out, but I, I, I think I would rank it lower than I did before that DLC came out. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, we don't need to, to revisit that, that second wave DLC, but it was pretty abysmal. Um, it's pretty yeah. bad. So, all right, let's get to the top 10. And actually... Funny enough, we probably don't have as much to talk about in the top 10 as we do for everything that we just talked about, because most of the top 10, I think with three exceptions, is exactly the same as last year, which is which is too bad, but um, I guess let's just but let's get to it. that just, that really says, and we'll get to this, like, especially the top five, just how universally, like, it's understood about those games, so we'll get to that. Number 10, we got the Minish Cap. Uh, this is the fourth straight year this game is number 10. I appreciate that it cracks the top 10 every year, but I do wish that it could crawl up just a little bit because uh, I think that it's better than many, many games that are above it in this list. I have it at number three. God bless this man. Andrew Millard, one of our copy editors, has it as his favorite Zelda game. Number one. I love Aww. to see that. Nelson, I can't help nice. but notice that you have this game... Uh, <laughs> pretty low on your list in fact it's right it's right above triforce heroes and that makes me (laughs) sick sick okay okay just listen just listen this is the oracle of seasons uh effect all right i haven't played it in forever so i can't say much about it anymore it keeps just going lower and lower on my list because of how long it's been since i played it so you know, if you make me play it for an episode this year, <laughs> it might cl- climb a little bit higher on the list. I just think it's just because, like I said, I, I it's been a long time since I played it. I've been playing a lot of other games in the last two years that I've been on this podcast, like replaying them after a long, long time. So that's resurging how I feel about them, and it's making them jump up on my list. So unfortunately, because Minish Cap is now probably the longest-running Zelda game that I haven't played, it's it's really low and i'm sorry about that but there's just a lot of other games that i've been playing in the last two years that i feel are better for the time being are you do you have a couple days off this christmas al i do but i'm not playing minish right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me tell you let me lay out a scenario and, and tell me how this sounds <laughs> you got your wii u you plugged it okay. in you, you turn the fire on you're sitting by the fireplace oh my good okay the fire is warm got christmas lights they're red and blue and green and yellow maybe some white and uh it's very homey and on your tv you've got the matrix the matrix is playing you're watching (laughs) neo you look down you're playing as link and you're in hyrule town battling vadi doesn't that sound joyous i mean i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be playing animal crossing instead (laughs) haven't we played enough animal crossing come on I mean, yeah, I, I, you're just making me do too much for Christmas. I will, I, I'll make a promise now that I will replay Minish Cap in its entirety at some point next year. Okay, okay, I, I can, Before I can take that. the best Zelda ever rankings, so that it can go up. All right, I accept that. Uh, number nine. Okay. 
A Link Between Worlds. This fell three spots last year oh, from number six. So but I, I will I will opine that it overachieved last year and that there was... Uh, I don't know how it beat out a lot of the games that it beat out, but last year was just a Link Between Worlds' year. And this year, I think, kind of brought it back down to maybe a more appropriate spot. Um, I believe I have it at, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have it at eighth place. So I feel like nine is, is more appropriate to me rather than, rather than six, but Hey, that's, uh, you know, it's still, it's still, uh, Rod's favorite game. It's his favorite Zelda for like the last five years running. So good to see it doing, doing well. And it is a great Zelda game. It is. I, um, very clearly when we played it last year, it bumped up in my ranks. I had it at number nine in 2019 and then 2020. And this year I have it number six. I love this game so much. And I'm so glad that we replayed it because I got to revisit it. And this is the game that got me back into the Zelda series after being kind of out of the loop for a little while for a few years. So it got me back in. I think it's so charming. I think... I think I'm going to officially change my pacing of the Wind Waker now to four and change a link between worlds to five. I think the pacing is fantastic. I think that the puzzles are clever but easy enough to to get pretty quickly. I feel like this is a little bit easier kind of a Zelda game compared to others, but it's nice. Like You don't always need a really hard, puzzle-heavy Zelda game. I just really enjoy the pacing and the style and the art and the the gimmicks in this game and i think it deserved to be in the number six spot so i'm kind of sad that it's number nine this year but at least it's in the top 10 still totally yeah totally all right we got number eight staying at number eight i think for like the third or fourth year in a row Link's awakening um i I don't really have much to add here this is a, a favorite zelda game of mine i think i have it one two three four five sixth um but there there is something i feel like about the remake that I, I don't know maybe it just uh maybe i thought that it would hit differently because like everybody's played Link's awakening now i think only one person hasn't but there yeah. there's something in the remake that's not as like i don't know charming perhaps uh, as uh as the original dx version or maybe the remake just lost something i'm not quite sure what it is but uh obviously our readers or our you know, our editors kind of felt that too because it's just stagnant. So, yeah, yeah, here we go. It's in the number eight spot. Not really much else to add to that. Yeah, it kind of dropped for me this year. I think mostly just because I played other games this year that got bumped up. So it dropped a little bit. But it obviously made my list in 2020 and 2019 because the, the remake, I hadn't played it before. Um, and I had it pretty high in those two years, but... Like I said, it dropped a little bit. I just think um, it's an it's an okay Zelda game. Like, it's a really good middle Zelda game for me, personally. Um, I enjoy the graphics of the remake. And you know what? After playing the Oracle games this year, I, I think I'm ready to go and actually play, like, OG or the um, secondary release version of Link's Awakening and probably enjoy it just as much as I did with the remake, because I had never played it before, so... Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Um, all right, probably the biggest discussion point of the top 10 this year is uh, coming in at number 7. Skyward Sword had a rough year last year. It was in the ninth spot, but it gets up to 7th spot this year. Um, 
I think it's fair to say that the HD version definitely helped it. A lot of people experienced this game in a new way or a different way uh, than they might have previously. So I, I really like to see this up here. This is my second favorite Zelda game. It's your first favorite Zelda game. So seeing it climb yep. up is uh, is very welcome. Yep, I agree. I like to see it climb up the ranks. Um, I, I just think that we kind of got a little bit of a redemption year for it this mm -hmm. year. And I know that a lot of people played it and they were still kind of like, there's still aspects of the game that they didn't like. And that's totally fine. That's great. But I think now that it what that it's available on the switch it looks prettier you could play it with regular controls i just think that makes it a better experience overall for everybody involved so i i'm i'm really glad that it is uh you know staying in the top 10 i'd like to see it in the top five but overall like i think it's doing it did really well this year and i'm really happy for it all right and uh coming in at number six Moving up one spot from last year as well, A Link to the Past, which uh, again, feel it feels more, even though I like A Link Between Worlds more than A Link to the Past, seeing it above, seeing A Link Between Worlds above Link to the Past last year felt like, I don't, it felt like there was an imbalance in the universe or something like that. So it's, it's nice <laughs> to see that that balance has been corrected this year. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously... One of the one of the greatest Super Nintendo games, obviously one of the great Zelda games, um, kind of comes down to just how you like your Zelda. Like if you are a classic Zelda player and you appreciate the top-down Zeldas, then this is obviously for a lot of people the pinnacle of that. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd necessarily say that myself, but I mean it's impossible not to respect a link to the past, right? So um, yeah, I think that uh, that it. It, it's too bad for me that it didn't crack the top five because I, I would like to see it. Even though it's not a top five Zelda game for me, I, I would like to see it kind of, uh, I don't know, just just have that kind of respect is the word I'm, I'm saying, but I don't know if that's the right word, but like just appreciation maybe. But uh, it just barely missed it. Our top five is obviously ironclad and uh, none of them yeah. moved any spots from last year. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, it's I, too bad, but uh, it, you know, still, still six spot is is really awesome. Yeah, I get it, and I um, this was my first Zelda game. I I do have a lot of nostalgia and love and memories for this game, but I do think that when I played it again as an adult, I I think I just I realized how much of the love for the game was just nostalgia, like. I don't know something about it was very rough for me I had a hard time a lot of it was pretty hard um the dungeons uh some of them were a bit confusing and you know what like aside from those little grievances that I have for it though like it's a really iconic Zelda game it 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 set the stage for a lot of the standards that we have. The The Zelda formula as a whole, I think, came from this game, I would say. And as, mu as much as I think that Ocarina of Time is like the definitive game of Zelda, this one is really close behind it for me. I just didn't rank it very high because of uh, some issues that I personally have with it. But I, I agree with you. It deserves the respect that... Uh, to be a little bit higher because of what it's created for Zelda as a whole. All right, let's uh, let's get into our top five here. And it's worth noting that every single game of the top five 
has had uh, it was played by every single editor so obviously that contributes to it finishing you know a little bit higher because it's not missing the points mm -hmm. from any editors here and uh and you know that none of them moved from last year as well all of them are in the same spot so that you know just kind of goes to show how you know how universally these games are, are kind of viewed as you said like you can't deny the the greatness of any of these games so mm -hmm. let's start at number five I actually had this number five on my list as well. Uh, Majora's Mask, one of the one of the all time great Zelda games. I mean, you know what else? What else can you say? Um, it finished atop two editors' lists, so uh, you know, not too shabby, and uh, had an average of fourteen point three points. So it was averaging, let's say, a six or a seventh place spot at worst. To put that another way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what could you say about Majora's Mask that hasn't already been said? You know what? Actually, it's very interesting. The story for Majora's Mask is really deep. I think the only reason I don't, I, I also have it in fifth place, that I don't have it a little bit higher is just because the dungeons are a little sloggy to me. But overall, like, it's probably, it's honestly one of the more superior Zelda games. But I saw a TikTok yesterday, and I should have posted it for the staff, and it was... This guy pretending to be the developers of Majora's Mask being like, hey, Ocarina of Time was so great. What are we going to do for the sequel? And the conversation starts out light. Like, what if Link goes to an alternate dimension and everybody's the same but not? And then he got, like, really dark and really deep with the story. Like, we're going to touch on the, you know, the, the themes of grief and how Link feels like he's in this world that he doesn't belong and blah, blah. And I was like, it got really somber really quick. And I was like, that is this game. It's so funny. Like... It's really light and airy at first, but then you kind of, you really see how deep the story is, how much everybody is suffering in this game, and it's just like, dang, like, like you're only a kid when you first play this, and it's got a lot of really heavy thinking going on, but I think it's, I think it deserves at least to be in the top five. I, I'd say it could be a top three more often, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is a game that finished at number one on our very first best Zelda ever list and, and was yeah, yeah, yeah. was never able to reclaim that spot or really even come close, but, uh, you know, still definitely one of the great Zelda games as is number four, the wind waker. I, you know what? This one finished the top four lists. I think that for me, number four and number three are that I would not have them in my top 10. Uh, I don't have either of these games in my top 10. However, for the Wind Waker in particular, I, I do, I understand why people love it. You know, the visuals is awesome. I think it has a great story for the most part until you get to the big switch. Um, and I think that, you know, the music obviously sets it apart. There are some things about this game that I, I don't necessarily love, like all the water and all the sailing and all the, you know, the pacing, which is a <laughs> negative five out of five. But, um, you know, again... Not going to fault anybody for having this as one of their favorite Zelda games because it's, uh, you know, e even if it's not a top 10 Zelda game, it's still probably like a top 30 video game of all time, right? Yeah. Yep. I I had The Wind Waker as fourth place as well, so I kind of like how a lot of my, a lot of these top five are matching my own top five. Um, I, I really enjoy The Wind Waker. I think I only ranked it higher than Majora's Mask because of the dungeons. I, I like playing them better. Um, I like the flow of, like, the gameplay, I should say. I like the flow of the story and um, how 
it's changed since the GameCube era where they've kind of changed the way that you get the Triforce. I think it is a lot, it makes more sense, especially if you know how to do it efficiently. Maybe that's why my pacing is ranked so high because I just know how to do it in a way that makes sense versus, you know, kind of going here and there and trying to figure out the Triforce thing. So I kind of get why my ranking is ridiculous, but that's just me. And overall, like the art, the story, it's just great. It's a good, whimsical, beautiful game. Well, here we go. Number three, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. This finished a top four editor's lists. And I feel like most people listening to this are probably expecting me to start dumping on this game. But I'm not going to. <laughs> we all know it's not one of my favorite Zelda games. That's okay. It's it's not, you know, there are things about it I don't like. The story, the visuals, but uh, those are obviously subjective. So if you do like that, then that is fantastic. The only thing I want to add is that one of our editors called this game... My Chemical Twilight Princess, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, I, I'm so sorry. Like, I just, I don't have Twilight Princess ranked very high personally just because, and everybody knows this, I don't like the dungeons very much. They just feel like a chore. I, I enjoy the story. I think the story is really good. Um, I kind of wish we got more from Zant instead of having him feel like a puppet. I felt like he had the potential to be one of the most dynamic, uh, villains in the series. Um, I really, really like the end fight with Ganondorf, though. Like, the last bit of it is really good, really, uh, cinematic. Um, the music is good overall, I would say. I don't think it has very many standouts like Wind Waker and Skyward Sword does, but I still think overall it was a good soundtrack. And the gameplay, like, mechanics itself were also very good. I liked a lot of the items, how the double claw shots worked, how you could get some of the secret moves for Link's sword fighting. There's a bunch to love about this game. I personally just didn't rank it that high. However, I do understand that it's a big fan favorite in the Zelda series, so I get why it's in the number three spot. Uh, it, it's actually, like, it's funny, because I feel like as we get to, like, the top games of the list... I don't really have a lot to say because, like, we we talk about these games all the time. So yeah, we talk about so much. You know, yeah, I agree. Number two, Breath of the Wild. We got four first place finishes. I mean, you know, this is one of the greatest games of all time. I, it's, it's no doubt that the, it finished at number two. Yep. Um, well, yeah, second year in the row, and uh, I still love it. It's my number three, and it makes sense to be there. Like, like you said, yep. what more can we say? Yep, I have <laughs> it at uh, number four on my list of, of best Zelda games. So, you know, that's, uh, and, and I think that this breath of the wild kind of did this by committee because it was only first on four people's lists, but I feel like it was like in the top three or top five, at least of like, you know, a t actually I wrote it down here. Um, so this is a top five game for 20 out of 29 editors. So, wow. That kind of yeah, goes that's to show crazy. you. There you go. But that is not as crazy as number one. For the fourth year in a row, the best Zelda ever. No points for for guessing, but uh, you know, undeniably, the greatest Zelda game, the greatest game of all time, Ocarina of Time. This finished not on one, not on two, not on four. Eleven first place finishes on this list. Yeah. Eleven. Uh, you know how we were just saying Breath of the Wild finished in the top five in twenty lists. Ocarina of Time finished in the top five in twenty two. 
That's that's nice. insane. The fourth year in a row that this game has topped our list. Uh, if what do you what, what more do you say about this game? It's the it's the best game of all time. My number one. I mean, yeah, and it's my number two, and which interchanges sometimes with Skyward Sword. Um, it really took the formula that we got in a link to the past and like just made it a solid living thing that we love in zelda so much this game is iconic it's the standard it's my poster boy for the series um the end is so cinematic and just grips you and it's like gives me goosebumps every time i do it the characters are great and fun and charming and you feel for them and it's just I don't know how this could rank any lower and like ever again. You know what I mean? Like how could how could anything be? Breath of the Wild Two is gonna have to be really freaking amazing for this game to ever go any lower. I agree, and uh, well, I guess we'll see next year what Breath of the Wild Two is all about. Maybe who knows? Maybe but there it is: <laughs> Legend of Zelda: gosh. Ocarina of Time at number one. So very, very fitting, I think. And uh, another very, very excellent best Zelda ever list. Um, like I said, this has tons and tons and tons of insight and analysis and memories and, and experiences loaded in there from all of the, the amazing writing staff over at Zelda Dungeon. So you know, take, uh, take a couple minutes out of your day and go check this list out. It's over at ZeldaDungeon.net. It will be linked in the description. Wow, um, that was the list, and that was the the year that was 2021 for the Champions cast. Al, anything you want to, I don't know, throw on to this Best Zelda Ever list or any other thoughts before we, we sign off for the holidays? No, I just, I, I know that it's been a really rough couple years for everybody in the Zelda community. We did get some standouts, you know, Age of Calamity, got Skyward Sword HD, like, I get that, but I know what we're all waiting for, and I know it's coming. So I'm really excited for how much more we get to talk about Zelda next year. Well, there you go. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for listening to the Champions cast, hanging out with us, making us part of your drive or commute or whatever that uh, that we're a part of. We appreciate that, and we, uh, we can't wait to, to keep it going. in the new year, 2022, is just a little bit uh, it's a stone's throw away as my father says. So we're going to sign off for, for this episode and for this year. Uh, everybody listening, have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Have a wonderful and safe New Year's. Um, everybody, you know, we can't wait to see you in the next year. Hopefully this next year is going to be uh, a little bit brighter, a little bit, uh, a little bit happier than the last couple years maybe have been. But for now, uh, we want to encourage you guys to check us out over on Podbean, Twitter, uh, all that good stuff. You know where to find us on Twitter. You know where to find us on Podbean. Uh, we are out of here, and we will see everybody in 2022. Take care. <laughs>